Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. of the NFL slate is upon us folks and this is the fantasy football show I'm Jeff Meller and if you're new to the show thanks for listening here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. taking your phone calls with your fantasy football dilemmas at 312-332-3776 you can also hit me up on Twitter I'm at Jeff underscore Meller that's M-E-L-L-E-R and I give you uh, all my best ideas about how you should approach your fantasy football matchup this week Hopefully getting you that W. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with first and ten. All right. First and foremost, the most important thing I think we are all going to agree. It occurred on Thursday before the week even, at least the fantasy Week really got underway with Christian McCaffrey's hamstring injury. How are we playing that out? Not much to do, right? The Panthers are not going to give us a whole lot of information. Chuba Hubbard, you're probably already aware, is going to all likelihood be the most sought-after fantasy asset on your waiver wire. And if you're playing in a fab league where you have a free agent acquisition budget, that's uh, hard to say when you actually have to... Say it out loud. But um, if you're fab dollars, if you have a lot remaining, if you didn't break the bank on Elijah Mitchell and you are a Christian McCaffrey owner, Chuba Hubbard is going to be a must this week as your waiver wire transactions approach. So you're probably going to have to empty the coffers for him in all likelihood because he's, again, we're not really going to know Christian McCaffrey's the length. Hamstrings are always tricky. Even if he returns, it could be problematic. And we all know in fantasy football that the running backs who garner a majority of the touches are hard to come by. Based on what happened with McCaffrey's injury last year and the way Mike Davis performed, Chuba Hubbard is in line to see a significant increase in his workload. And just by the sheer volume should be an RB2. And if he can do anything with it, he'll be an RB1. So clearly that is the first and most important thing on fantasy football owners' minds. Now... To the action today. Delvin Cook not expected to play. We do not like that, Kurt. Um, Kirk Cousins, of course, the quarterback for the Vikings. We'll have more on his plate today as Delvin Cook is out, or at least not expected to play, according to Adam Schefter. So that's a blow to all the Cook owners out there. Alexander Madison, the man who will step in. Hopefully you already have him on your roster. I would imagine in any competitive league, he's already rostered. So Alexander Madison, if you're one of those rogue Madison owners who did not have Cook, congratulations to you because today is your day to shine. Alexander Madison, for the most part, I would say a must start in any league where you've got a flex option because there's no way I cannot get him in 
We've seen him in a few instances when he's filling in for Cook get the, you know, the requisite 18 to 20 touches that Cook generally sees. So Alexander Madison, even though I think we thought that he would be a little bit better than he was out on the field, he's still an adequate replacement. And again, as we play fantasy football, we know it's all about the volume here. So Delvin Cook not expected to play per Adam Schefter. Another running back not expected to play today, Daryl Henderson for the Los Angeles Rams as they host Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And Tom Brady, if you haven't heard, has never played in L.A. So Daryl Henderson will not be in the lineup, according to Schefter, for the Rams, which means that Sony Michelle should see an increased workload. Now, it's been odd because since they traded for him, they've been bringing him in slowly. A lot of talk about him adjusting to the playbook, getting up to speed. So Sony Michelle, don't love the option, but if you're desperate and you need somebody, he could be someone you may look at as a potential play. Maybe you're a cook owner who doesn't have Madison. You can maybe plug in Michelle, but I don't love the option, obviously, because the Bucks run defense is one of the most, or it has been over the last year or so, one of the most difficult run defenses to go up against to the point where we saw the Cowboys completely abandon the run in that opener where they just went to the pass. So, uh, you know, don't expect a whole lot of running at least effectively from the Rams today. But if you are absolutely desperate and don't have options, maybe you could consider somebody like Sony Michelle, who's in for Daryl, who looks like he'll see uh, the lion's share of carries for the Rams today. All right, moving onward, not so much injury-related. Ezekiel Elliott is a problem right now for Cowboys, for Ezekiel Elliott owners. The Cowboys are obviously leaning heavily on this man. He's going to hand it off. It's powered, and he's across for the Dallas touchdown. And rightfully so. He looks more explosive. He's doing more with the touches that he gets. Tony Pollard versus Ezekiel Elliott. It looks like we are in almost a full-blown timeshare. I think you have to ask the question, if Ezekiel Elliott did not have the monster contract that he had, would Tony Pollard already have usurped him on the depth chart? Because Pollard looks more explosive, and we're at the point now where I think if you if you own both, you can legitimately consider starting both in leagues where you um, have two running backs and a flex because it's going to be hard to parse out right now who is going to be more effective on a week-to-week basis. And I'll add that it's not like Elliott's just going to go away. He He's probably going to continue to see his 15 to 20 touches. And now the question is, is Pollard going to see, you know, 12 or more consistently? Are the Cowboys going to look at ways to get him more involved because he has been more explosive? It's going to be a, like, you know, a tough situation. And if you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner and anybody at all is looking to buy low on him, I would absolutely entertain the idea of trading him. Now you have to find, you know, where the right match would be if someone comes in with another running back offer. I've been talking about it a lot, but Najee Harris is still somebody who I believe in. And if the Steelers can get things going now, can the Steelers actually get things going? That's a fair question. But I think I actually like Najee Harris right now more than Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the season. So if somebody was a frustrated Harris owner and are concerned about Roethlisberger leading that offense. Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all hug it, chug it, football all night. Yes, uh, we've... uh, drop has come to mean something completely different in 2021 as uh, Roethlisberger's arm strength isn't what it once was and the entire offense seems to be struggling. 
For the Steelers, Deontay Johnson did not practice all week. Doesn't look like he'll play. No definitive word yet, but doesn't look like he's going to be an option today. I will uh, let you know more about him if, as we get as we see fit, but I would not be looking to play him today. For the Buccaneers, we know that Antonio Brown has he's been placed on the COVID nineteen list, which means and he did not travel with the team, so he's out for today's game for the Bucks. If anything, I think that unclutters the Bucks receiving core a bit today. Feel confident in starting Evans, Godwin, and Gronk because, you know, and maybe Gronk's the biggest question because if you drafted Gronk, likely you picked him up in the later rounds and he's probably your second tight end. So I know some people may have the dilemma, do I start Gronk or Kittle at this point? And, you know, without Antonio Brown, I think uh, Gronk's a pretty solid option today. If uh, you Even if you have other tight end options, not too many I think I would start above Gronk right now. He's just such a massive red zone threat that I think at this point I might even start him above George Kittle today if you uh, have the option. I do in one league, and I'm uh, going back and forth on it. And right now I think I'm leaning towards Gronk just because uh, the way the Bucks are humming in that passing offense, it's hard to get away from. And it seems like Tom Brady, after his uh, nine, touchdown, nine passing touchdown start, may have eyes on the all-time single-season passing touchdown record. So that is something to keep an eye on. And if that's the case... I would imagine that uh, Gronk will be a huge beneficiary. We're down at 14. Here comes Donald. Donald in the face of Wentz. He knocks him down as Wentz fires. And it is caught in Rams territory by Pittman. As Wentz took a hit from Donald but connects with Michael Pittman Jr. 42-yard pass play. All right, so the first part of that highlight, uh, courtesy of Fox, is... Clearly, the reason we're talking about it, Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles got better as the week progressed. But the last part of that highlight is probably the most important reason why we care for fantasy football purposes, because Michael Pittman Jr. had a really nice game last week. And if Jacob Easton is under center, certainly don't want to go ahead and risk that. But with Wentz there, I think you can go ahead and confidently start Pittman. Don't feel great about the added risk with Wentz dealing with two ankle injuries and the potential he may need to leave the game if something happens or where he re-injures it. But at least him starting gives me a little bit more confidence in going with Pittman today, something that initially as the week started, I was in all likelihood going to advise against. But with Wentz looking like he'll be starting today, I feel okay. And of course, chances are Jonathan Taylor now, you have to keep him in the lineup because that was somebody who also would have been a would have taken a huge hit had Carson Wentz not been under center for the Colts. So, like I said, check the inactives as ten thirty rolls around, but it looks like that Carson Wentz is going to be uh, under center for the Colts today. At least all initial reports from Schefter and at Rappaport say that. So, with that noon kick, check in at ten thirty. If it's a go, I'd go ahead and feel comfortable using both Pittman and Jonathan Taylor today. When you come at the King, you best not miss. And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens did not last Sunday night against the Chiefs. Little homage to Omar there as well. Liked that the Baltimore Ravens uh, in that home game, if you missed it, that's how they 
opened as their players went onto the field with uh, Michael K. Williams' famous scene from The Wire. And uh, I think most people who listen to the station know that is one of, if not the best, one of the best, at least in my opinion, TV shows ever made. So if you have never seen The Wire, I am highly jealous of you because uh, you have that waiting for you when you want it. And I would highly advise go check out The Wire if you've never watched it. All right. Back to that. uh, Now back to more important things. Fantasy football. Lamar Jackson showed you exactly why you keep him locked into your lineup at all times. He's just too explosive and the running ability for fantasy purposes makes him amongst the best, if not the best fantasy options when things are going well. And we have seen now, time and time again, Greg Roman, the Ravens, I sound like a broken record, but the Ravens offensive coordinator likes fresh running backs, and that is likely what we're going to see with Tyson Williams, with Latavius Murray, um, Devonta Freeman. You know, it's going to be a, a bit of a mess for fantasy backfields. Tyson Williams looks like the guy you want to start, but it doesn't mean that guys like Murray and Freeman won't be a bit of a problem. The big takeaway is Lamar Jackson still a must-start for me each and every week. And Marquise Brown actually starting to look really good and maybe finally figuring out what he needs to do. Maybe Lamar Jackson understands more what he needs to do with Marquise Brown, who looks like he can be an explosive weapon. So there is somebody who um, it looks like the arrow is pointing up on. Mark Andrews, you know what? I was talking about Gronk. If I had the option, Gronk versus Andrews, I think I'm starting Gronk all day long at this point. I've never been a huge Mark Andrews fan. I know he had the huge touchdown total a couple seasons ago, but... He makes me nervous starting on a week-in, week-out basis. More so where you had to draft him in fantasy football. But, um, you know, when I was mentioning, like, if you're in a position where, A, Rob Gronkowski or Mark Andrews at this point, I'm rolling with Gronk and that passing offense that really does feature him before uh, I plug in Mark Andrews at this point. So just uh, my two cents there with that. All right, here we go, folks. That is the first and 10. I am Jeff Meller. I'm here to help. If my help's not appreciated, lots of luck, gentlemen. We turn to you now, 312-332-3776. All of your questions and dilemmas, we'll do that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Football show presented by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Love the folks over at Twin Peaks. I'm Jeff Meller. 312-332-3776. Lines are jammed right now, but I always encourage you to keep trying. Get in early so I can try and get you on the air because we're only on until 9 a.m. Up at 10, though, I will be back with Dion Miller as we give you the ESPN Chicago pregame show. We'll be talking, obviously, a lot about Justin Fields' first career start as the Bears Head to Cleveland to take on the Browns today. All right, let's get things kicked off in Mount Prospect with my man, Mike, who it looks like has the same dilemma that I have in one of my leagues. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Well, buddy, I'm in trouble here. I've had a horrible week. Oh. I, it was, I scored 186 points uh, and lost. 
Um, and then Thursday, I got the number one pick. Uh, I obviously took McCaffrey. So I asked, I was asking about Pittman versus Corey Davis, but I, I really want this another. I'm going to change that to another question here. I've got $84 left. There's two guys that need running backs as much as I do. Mm-hmm. One of them's got $44 on the high side, the other 27 Do I spend $45 because they have worse records than I do? That'll leave me with about $38 to get Chubba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. So Would you do it? It's tough because you're using your hammer there, and at the you know later in the season, right. it's and you you do not own McCaffrey in this league, or you do. I own McCaffrey in the league, and so, my other running backs were Alaire, who's doing terrible, yes. and Gus Edwards, and so, then I got Javante Williams and Michael Carter later in the draft, so I'm in trouble. Yeah, no, Mike. Then I think you absolutely have to go ahead and use the hammer. Okay. Forty five dollars. Make sure you uh, lock in Hubbard because, like, the truth is, you you know, it's always nice to be in that position. But as the season progresses, it becomes less and less valuable as the weeks, you know, pull off right. the calendar. So, yeah, as a McCaffrey owner, I think you have to make sure that you go ahead and get Hubbard. But to your other question, which um, I have the same dilemma, Michael Pittman or Corey Davis, with Wentz yep. starting today, Mike, I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Pittman. Uh, what we saw last week was very encouraging. And, yep. you know, I, I again, last week we took a – Basically a goose egg from Corey Davis because the Patriots definitely flummoxed Zach Wilson. And I think better days are ahead for him. But that Denver Broncos defense and secondary with Vic Fangio is tough. So I like Pittman because Wentz is starting. Yeah, giving up the most points, fantasy points here today uh, against uh, uh, wide receivers too. So that's what I was leaning towards too. You're you're the best, man. Uh, You're the best, Mike. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate the call from him. Let's go on over to Schaumburg and say good morning to Ron. What's up, Ronnie? Morning, Jeff. How are you doing? Good. Not too bad. I got uh, three. I need uh, two. I got Cordariel Patterson. Cordero, yes. Uh, Rondell uh, Moore mm-hmm. and Chase Claypool. So I you need, need two of them. Two of those. All right. So Cordero Patterson, this is weird because we saw that whole experiment play out in Chicago here. Arthur Smith seems to have, at least through two games, Utilized him in ways I, you know, didn't necessarily think they would be leaning on him heavily. He scored a couple of touchdowns. He's got the big playability, and for me, the like, the problem is I'm concerned with Roth Roethlisberger already banged up, and he already looks like he's toast. Uh, you know, the he doesn't have the same zip on on the ball that he once did, and I think that's problematic for Claypool. So, Ron, I'm going to say I would use Rondale Moore and the big playability on the, you know, with uh, coming from Kyler Murray. Uh, Rondale Moore is an explosive player. And then I think at this point, I would use Patterson based on the way Arthur Smith has used him. You like having the ability at wide receiver knowing that he's going to, or what seems like the possibility of him getting five to 10 carries. That's very enticing. So I would go ahead and uh, ride the Cordero Patterson train this week and uh, see if it continues. Because again, even though I like Claypool and the talent, that Steelers situation with Ben right now is troubling. And I do think they're going to have to lean on Najee Harris if they want to be an effective offense. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we start seeing an old-school 80s, 90s-type Steelers offense where they're just relying on him to win them games. And hopefully, you know, if they can get T.J. Watt back next week, um, they can get their defense and running the football. Old-school football. Uh, Not necessarily the way you want to win, but it might be the way they have to win. Let's try – let's go on out to Rogers Park, my old stomping grounds at Loyola. Let's say hi to Lee. Hey, Lee, you got a receiver question? Uh, uh, hey, Jeff, it is Ali. Yes, I do have a receiver question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm looking at Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, and Rondell Moore. I need two out of the three. Sure. So, especially Lee in the, uh, I'm sorry, Ali in the PPR format, I'm going to say Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf are pretty easy plays for me. You can't get cute here. Now, I haven't mentioned it yet. DeAndre Hopkins is expected to play, but there is a little bit of concern with that shoulder injury. So let's make sure that we check the injury report as it happens. But it's, you know, they have a noon kick. So as long as DeAndre Hopkins is playing, I would uh, go ahead and use, and and even if he wasn't, I'm not going to sit Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf, Ali. So um, as I talk it out, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf pretty easily would be my starts. They're just too good not to have in your lineup. So uh, hopefully that works out. Let's try our buddy Gideon, who's in Skokie. Hey, Gideon. Hey, Jeff. Um, So in your first and 10 segment, you completely bashed my team. I have Zeke starting at running back one and Rob Gronkowski (laughs) was my first tight end pick. So um, I have a flex question for you. Sure. Real Um, quick, Gideon. I didn't bash Gronk though. I was in, you know, I'm giving you a thumbs up for the Gronk pick. Other, other than the, first tight end you were saying he would have been a great second tight end well no like i just playing it out you actually it worked out well for you getting because a lot of it did. i saw gronk falling in a lot of drafts this year to the point where a lot of people were just picking you up as a backup tight end whether it was yeah. you know you're in your fantasy draft and you're sitting there going you know what all these guys none of them do it for me i love gronk who doesn't love gronk i'm gonna go ahead and snag a backup tight end even though some folks say that's not advisable and even though you got him as your first tight end getting you didn't have to Waste a lot of draft capital. So kudos to you. Now, thank you. Now, thank you. You'd still so do have, flex, you still do have an Ezekiel Elliott problem, though. I do. I do. So my flex question to pick up for his lack of production is who should I start? I need one in a standard league. Cole Beasley, Carlos Hyde, Latavius Murray, uh, Sammy Watkins, or Darius Slayton? <sighs> Boy, this is tough. And, you know, I don't love, Be- yeah. I don't love Beasley in standard scoring for the most part. But of those other options, none of them are too enticing. I think Beasley's the guy who gives you, you know, the safest floor there. I would still, if you're, you know, you're not going to start any of those guys over Elliott. Are you getting in? No. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. So I would snag Beasley of those options. I think he's the safest player. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins might have a big week from here to there, but for the most part, he's, he's, you can't trust him. You can't, yeah, especially I had Sammy Watkins a few years ago and he was, terrible for me yeah and like everyone i think everyone who plays fantasy for a while they've been they've taken a ride on sammy watkins and they haven't really liked the whole experience so i think your best option there gideon is cole beasley i think he offers the most likely production this year you won't get a whole lot of tight ends but for the most part he'll give you something those other guys are going to be you know hit or miss at best probably miss most weeks more than that let's go on up to the uh, north side and say good morning to sean hey sean you're on espn 1000 hey jeff good morning i got a question here regarding um uh mixon or deandre swift or tyson williams and uh madison is actually sitting i can pick him up if i need to Okay, so for me, it's pretty easy. I'm still playing Mixon. Uh, the talent is just too much, and he's still heavily, you know, when things don't go sideways, sideways and your quarterback doesn't throw three straight interceptions, Sean, uh, Mixon is usually heavily involved in their offense. And so I'm, I'm just not benching him. More times than not, you're going to end up on the right side as long as Mixon is healthy, and at this point, he is in the season. So Swift and Tyson, you know, you just can't count on what kind of 
workload they're going to see. So Mixon's pretty easy. Madison's enticing. I would still use Mixon over him, but Sean, I would do. I would find a way to cut somebody on your roster and grab Madison because you don't want to leave him hanging out there. Exactly. And there's uh, some there's some defensive line injuries. I mean, Watt is out uh, mm-hmm. for for uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Highsmith is out. Carlos Davis is out. So, or I think they're questionable. So, you know, Mixon is enticing, but Madison is sitting out there on the waiver wire. Exactly. So, you, yeah, yeah he, he's a must add. If any, like, like, that's a perfect point, Sean. Anyone who's listening out there to the fantasy football show here today on ESPN 1000, or if you're listening on the ESPN Chicago app, or if you're listening in crystal clear HD, you have to make sure that you go out and snag Alexander Madison. He, you don't want to leave him hanging out there for the Cook owner. In fact, I don't know if the what's going on in your league, uh, Delvin Cook owner, why he's still hanging out there. But at this point, Sunday morning, eight thirty, even in shallow leagues, Alexander Madison, who's going to likely be the starter today, should be added in every league out there. Let's try Ryan, who's in Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? First time caller. Love your show. Thanks, man. Um, wide receiver question. Uh, and pretty much the only reason I'm asking this question is because Marvin Jones Jr. has had a great year so far, and Julio Jones had a great week last week. So I got two of the four Julio Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., Thielen, or Robert Wood. Yeah, this uh, is this is a very tough dilemma, right? Um, I'm going to tell you the way the way I played this more times than not, and is the it's exactly what I would do today. I'd still use Woods. And I'd still use Thielen. And you're right. Uh, you know, Julio was good last week. I'm still not sold, though, right now. Like, you know, the way that whole game played out against the Seahawks for the Titans, it was, it was, it looked like an absolute disaster for, you know, the first half and, and five minutes into the third quarter before they finally started feeding Henry and got back on track. So I'm, I need to see that play out still before I'm using Julio. I just, the way the Rams passing offense is, is humming, I have a hard time not starting Woods. If you if you if you want to read more into the first couple of weeks and say, you know what, Cooper Cup is getting everything, I understand that. But in all likelihood, what's gonna happen, we're gonna see extra attention by the Bucks today placed on Cooper Cup, which is going to leave a lot more opportunities for Robert Woods on the field today. So, you know, I'm using Robert Woods and Adam Thielen's just such a a focal point of their offense without Cook today, you have to imagine he like it's just too hard to yeah. not use Thielen and Woods. And you're right, Marvin and, Marvin Jones and Julio Jones are great options to have on your bench. But this is where we like the way I play it. I, I'm using the guys who I just think are in, in really good offenses week in and week out because more times than not, Ryan, you're going to be correct when you use Thielen and Woods. And so, like Julio and Marvin, I think are going to be hit or miss, especially Trevor Lawrence. It looks good for two weeks. He's, he's, he's honing in on Marvin Jones. But, you know, at some point, you know, if he doesn't stop trying to throw into the tightest windows, he's, it's going to be a problem. So I think that one's an easy bench. And then Julio, let's, let's see one more week of, you know, old Julio before we go ahead and use him above Thielen or Woods. For sure. And I got right. Stafford as my quarterback today. So I feel like, you know, you have Woods and that yeah. Stafford thing is always a good combination. Too, yeah. So. Love the double up. Thanks for calling Ryan. Don't be a stranger. He leaves the line open for you. 312-332-3776. The Fantasy Football Show here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. until 9, taking your phone calls on ESPN 1000. 
The Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. forget you can watch us on twitch we are uh at espn 1000 chicago that's our channel so make sure you follow and uh join the conversation inside of twitch i do my best to try and chime in during the breaks to all the questions out there so they're excited for justin fields today i, I think they should be i what, think what is justin fields's outlook as a fantasy quarterback it's a very good question tyler aki producing the show he'll be uh, here with Dion Miller and I during the pregame show as well. Tyler, I think Justin Fields has exactly what you want from a fantasy football player, a quarterback, the ability to run and get you those 50 to 60 rushing yards that really make the floor exactly what you want, and then the ability to potentially break those long ones and be an option in the red zone for those rushing touchdowns. He has, you know, superstar potential for fantasy purposes. Do I think he'll be a fantasy superstar this season no um and that has a lot to do with him just being a rookie and matt Nagy being the play caller right now but going forward justin fields certainly you know next year or the season after that the potential is there to be you know a top 10 fantasy football quarterback and even if he's not that this year He's going to be an option that you can consider, I think, as long as he's under center. And we'll, again, debate whether or not Andy Dalton is actually the starter when he gets healthy. We'll do that at 10 o'clock. But Justin Fields, for fantasy purposes, is somebody you can certainly go ahead and use um, if you are hard up on quarterback right now. If you're somebody who, for whatever reason, thought that Ben Roethlisberger had one last ditch season in him um and you're now not convinced or maybe Jameis winston is somebody that you liked and he, lo- he looked good week one but against the patriots this week i don't love him so i think justin fields is certainly a viable option for teams that did not invest heavily in their quarterbacks this season i'm jeff meller again you can follow me on twitter at jeff underscore meller that's m-e-l-l-e-r and don't forget as i just mentioned you can go ahead and um, follow us and join the conversation on the Twitch channel at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, I answer those questions as well when I get a chance. All right, let's go on out to Oak Forest and say hey to Mike. Mike, what do you got? Hey, Jeff, you answered my running back question, so I'm going to switch wide receiver. Full point PPR, I got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, uh, Rondell Moore, Zach Pascal. I need two of the four. All right, so Chase for sure over Boyd. Now, I know that T. Higgins, you know, dealing with the shoulder issue gives Boyd a little bit more intrigue, but Chase, for me right now, I'm going to go ahead and use him, and then it was Pascal, and who was the other option? And more. And then let me tell you, I got Nixon in my starting lineup over Tyson Williams. Yeah, I think that's the right move there, and I think I would go ahead and I would use more. Um, Pittman's different than Pascal. I think he's, um, you know, with Wentz under center, he's definitely, I know Pascal's scored a few touchdowns already, but I like more in his explosive ability right now uh, over Zach Pascal. I'm not completely convinced that Pascal is going to be a, a a worthwhile fantasy receiver if he's not scoring those touchdowns. And if you've been playing fantasy football long enough, Mike, you know that uh, touchdowns are I- impossible to predict. So it's one of those situations where you know I don't feel great about using Pascal um, because I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep up right now what he's been able to do these first couple weeks. 
Yeah, he's my sixth wide receiver right now. I mean, yeah. I do have Higgins, too, so I went heavy oh, on Oh, you're heavy in on the Bengals, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, number one team in the league so far, so. That's, well, good for you, Mike. Keep rolling, man. He's got Mixon. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Chase and Boyd. Damn. You gotta get you gotta gotta get rid of one of those guys. Don't uh, they feel like the next iteration of the Falcons? Like everyone loved the Falcons because they had all those fantasy guys. Hmm. And I feel like the Bengals are on their way to being that team. Maybe I think the you know the problem is when you have three good receivers. You know, it, it, for fantasy purposes, it makes it hard to trust which guy to go with each week. You know, so it, it, you you end up getting into at the end of the year, the stats might look really good for all three. And I say that, but like in terms of like if you had a, a second wide receiver and a third wide receiver, it's going to be hard to envision any one of those guys, though, being a true number one fantasy wide receiver when they're all going to be stealing from each other. Although, again, Boyd needs to get uh, Boyd needs to be better if uh, that's truly going to be the case, because right now it might just end up being Chase and Higgins when they're healthy. Let's go on out to Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and say hello to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning, Jeff. I got a PPR question. I need to start. Two of these four. Okay. I need Boyd, Boyd Beasley, Corey Davis, or Mike Davis. And then my grandson wanted me to ask you, Justin Fields or Stafford? All right. I love I love Stafford this year. And um, let's not get crazy, Dave. Let's go ahead and use Stafford, especially when the Bucks' run defense is something that most offenses are shying away from. Without Daryl Henderson, as I mentioned at the top of the show, not likely to play today. You know, it, it feels like the Rams are going to have to do a lot of passing today to stay in that ball game with the Bucks. So Stafford, for sure, even though we love Justin Fields here in Chicago. Yeah, and then, that's what I told him, um, So, yeah, I hate to break his heart. So, you know, but it's like from fantasy, you have to divorce fandom in fantasy from, you know, being a good uh, fantasy general manager. Um, it's a good lesson to teach him young, Dave. And then as, yeah. as far as your PPR uh, wide receiver question... I'm going to still use Cole Beasley. Josh Allen's been a little bit disappointing, but I still, you know, I have to imagine that he's going to see his fair share of uh, catches each week in and week out. And then, boy, the the I, I want to say Corey Davis. The matchup's tough against the Broncos. Um, Zach Wilson certainly did not look great last week. I think I, if it were me, Dave, I would use Mike Davis this week over Corey Davis. And, I, and I'll, I'll admit that this might be a bit of a trap. I may be still believing what I did about Mike Davis at the start of the season. But it's he still got plenty of touches last week, so and he's still involved in the passing game. I think the Falcons are going to get him more involved. I don't believe Cordero Patterson is truly going to be a fantasy option, Dave. So I would use Mike Davis over Corey Davis this week because that Broncos matchup is tough, and I imagine Vic Fangio is going to use exactly what he saw last week from the Patriots. He's going to show a lot of that to Zach Wilson. It's going to be a tough day for him, I think, yet again. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Dave, for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go on out to, let's try uh, Lou, who's in Bloomington. Hey, Lou, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, good morning, Jeff. First time caller. Love the show. Thanks. Um, Okay, it was a standard league. I need three of these five receivers. So I've got got Tyreek Hill, who I think is uh, for sure. Lock him in. Never, never, Lou, let this serve as a PSA for every listener out there. Never, ever bench your studs. Tyreek Hill, you either took him in the first or second round. You got to keep him in your lineup no matter what. Unless we're not, you know, unless we're talking some type of injury. But, it, you know, never bench a guy like Tyreek Hill. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, then I got that Debo, um, Odell Beckham, Marvin Jones Jr., and Tyler Boyd. I need two more. Okay, so Boyd, we're going to cross him off. And then it comes down to Debo, 
OBJ and Marvin Jones. And I think, Lou, I would go ahead and use Marvin Jones for sure. Um, one of our previous call- callers brought it up, but he's been very good the first couple of weeks. It looks like Trevor Lawrence locking on to him. And the question for me is, how much is OBJ going to play, right? Um, we expect him. He was taken off the injury report, so we expect him to play today as the Bears visit the Browns. But it's going to be his first action. Baker Mayfield was banged up last week in his game, even though he's going to start. I think I would use Debo, and I would want to see OBJ one week, see how much he's used before I just go ahead and use him because uh, he had that uh, ACL injury in late October last year. So, you know, he's not even a full year removed yet from recovering. So I would use Debo and just kind of see how it goes with OBJ this week. Perfect. All right. Yep, Good thanks. luck to you, Lou. Let's try Nathan in Burbank. Hey, Nate. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Great show. Thanks. Hey, I got a uh, flex question. I need uh, two of four, and then I got a backup. Uh, Marquise Brown, mm-hmm. it's CPR, sorry. Okay. Uh, Marquise Brown, Madison, thank you for that tip. I just picked them up. Beautiful. Juju or Marvin Jones? And so you need two of those. I'm definitely... Yes, Definitely using Madison with Delvin Cook, uh, unlikely to play. Again, confirm. I always say this, too, because it is 845 right now. Let's just confirm that Delvin Cook is out when the inactives roll in around 1030. The Vikings uh, had to check the schedule. Are they actually one of the late games that could? Yeah, they have the Seahawks. So they're 325. Adam Schefter's rarely long, rarely wrong, so he says he's unlikely to play. I think that's good enough for me. I would use Madison, Nate, and then um, Hollywood Brown and Marvin Jones. Of those two, I'm probably going to use Marvin Jones because of the PPR format. I love what Brown's done so far this season, but I also know the volume is probably going to be limited with the Ravens' offense. So I think Marvin Jones has got a, a little bit higher floor okay. for you there. So I'd use Marvin Jones and Madison. Okay, let me run this one by you real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my starting running backs is Montgomery. Would I, should I bench Montgomery and play Madison instead? No, because, again, the, the PPR format, you know that, especially with Fields under center today, Nate, I think... Right, he's going to be looking yeah. for, to, to get rid of the ball quick. Well, or not even that. It's just, like, he's going to see a lot of carries. Matt Nagy would be insane if if you know he doesn't use Montgomery heavily. I, I don't have the exact numbers because I didn't look it up, but... You know, the what is it? Uh, it's like the last eight games or whatever. He's gone over 100 yards and a touchdown. He's, you know, he matched Walter Payton. So, you know, I'll get the exact set for folks later on. But, you know, they're leaning heavily on Montgomery. And I don't think that will change at all with the rookie making his first career start. So I think uh, you definitely keep him locked in. All right. The Fantasy Football Show. One more segment to go. 312-332-3776. Get in now. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000, presented by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, 
Scenic Views. I am Jeff Meller, again, here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. So make sure you uh, make it uh, your appointment listening on Sunday mornings. Go ahead and brew a cup of coffee and uh, have yourself, uh, we'll get you uh, sorted out for your fantasy football lineup. As I was just uh, chatting with Tyler Aki in the IDOT bullpen, if you're on hold right now, don't, if I cannot get your call on the air, do not hang up. I promise I will, as soon as the show wraps up, I'll come in there and answer it off the air. So you won't have the, you know, you won't have the fame of being an ESPN 1000, but no fears, we'll get your question answered. And of course, IDOT reminds you driving responsibly in construction and work zones really is a matter of life or death. Learn more online or through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. All right, so let's try Frank, who is in Spring Grove. He's been hanging on. Hey, Frankie. Morning. I got a flex question on a one-point PPR. I got Jones at home against the Colts. Mm -hmm. I got Shepard at home against the Falcons. And I got uh, Joe Mixon on the road against the Steelers. Sure, and uh, I could see the hesitation, Frank, with Mixon, but you know, I, I, I'm going to imagine he's a pass catching back as well. You, get, I can never sit a guy like Mixon for receivers like Julio Jones or Sterling Shepard just because Mixon and you know, there's a decent chance he ends up with just as many receptions as the guys. So, and you know, that's not even counting the workload that he gets running the ball. So, for me, it's almost always if I have a a bell cow back. Somehow, some way, I'm going to put him in my lineup, whether it's at the running back position or the flex. So, uh, hopefully, Frank, he can hit for you, even though it's against the tough Steelers defense. But as as we've mentioned, uh, with T.J. Watt out today, you're uh, in a better position in regards to that. Let's try Carl, who is in Homewood. Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Tyler and Jeff, you guys are the best. I uh, appreciate it, Carl. Hey man, I've got uh, I'm the dude last week that has the six I'm run the 16 team CPR mm-hmm. league and I I you, traded Wait, wait, Carl. Did, did, did you have did you have Pollard Carl? Yeah, I, he's right. on, he, he's in my line and I and I stuck Chuba Hubbard off the waiver wire nice. nobody was Snack. watching. And uh, yeah, I'm 16 every year, so I'm making moves. I've made 32 <laughs> moves already. So that, That's how you get so it done. Got, that's that's how you win yourself a uh, a fantasy football championship, Carl. Championship. Yeah. We'll see, man. My team's bad. I got rid of Kels. I got Eli Mitchell for him and Higby. And I got rid of Rodgers and got my guy Burl. So both my receivers are out, Higgins and, and uh, 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 Landry. Okay. So I went out and got Swain last night. And during the week, I got Deami Brown. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to put Trenton Cannon in because I'm a 49er guy. So I've got Wilson on IR. Uh-huh. And I just got rid of Hasty and picked up Cannon, and I've got Mitchell in that trade. So I'm figuring, okay, I'm going to put Cannon uh, in just in case Mitchell can play or just leave Cannon yeah. in. But then who do I play in that other Van jo- Jefferson, Deami Brown, mm-hmm. or, you know, that's – I'm just put piecing together a team that maybe during the bite weeks, guys, I can I can win. I'm 0-2, but – I'm not giving up. I'm. I'm. No, I, I'm going to sneak up on people. I appreciate know? the. Uh, I appreciate the fight in you, Carl. I will say I don't love the Kelsey trade that you made there, um, and I still can't get off calling him Kelsey. But I would, Carl. I would use. I would use Van Jefferson. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a sucker for this Rams passing offense. I, I truly believe Matt Stafford has a chance to win league MVP this year. And I think, as I've mentioned a couple times already, that Bucks run defense makes it tough to do anything but pass. So I would go ahead and use Van Jefferson. I will say, though, all right, Carl, 
you may need to go out and find a way to trade for Trey Sermon because Eli Mitchell uh, has that shoulder injury. It's the night game. I, I can't tell you confidently that he's going to play, and it didn't sound encouraging when you heard John Lynch on Friday. And, you know, Cannon, you're trying to back yourself up there, but if Sermon is back from concussion protocol and he's able to play, he might be the lead back. So you may not even have the start of there, Carl. So that could be an absolute disaster. So, all right, I will get your calls, though. Uh, if you're if I did not put you on the air here, don't worry. I'll get you off the air. And don't forget, I'm back with Deion Miller at 10 o'clock for the Chicago, ESPN Chicago pregame show. Watch us on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Follow us and join the chat. Twitch is sponsored by Pinehurst Resort. Thanks to Tyler Aki. I'm Jeff Meller. Back in an hour with Deion Miller for Bears pregame on ESPN 1000.